0: Welcome to the Lows to Highs podcast. I am your host, Karin, and on this show, you will learn how to live a present life, find gratitude in all of the low moments, and experience freedom and bliss as you propel into your higher self. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am so, 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 so excited. To bring this conversation to you all. This is probably the most exciting interview that I've had so far on the show. We touched on all of the topics that I truly geek out on, which is a lot about spirituality and creativity and God and a higher power. And What you're gonna hear today is a really deep and powerful conversation. And these are the types of conversations that Matt and I have been having over the past few months. We connected on Instagram probably a year or so ago, just sending each other messages and responding to each other's work and sharing each other's work. And a few months ago, we just got on Zoom and spoke for what I think was like three hours on a Friday night and connected on so many different topics and life lessons and experiences and I have just learned so much through this man and I'm so grateful that God brought him into my life like genuinely and answered prayer and so much of what Matt has taught me over the past few months have really shifted the way that I think about myself and the way that I think about life and the way that I pray and surrender to God and trust God and that was such a big blessing for me and that's why I'm so thrilled to bring this conversation to you guys wherever you stand with your faith or even if you don't have faith in this moment or you don't know exactly who your higher power is or whether you even have one I want you to embrace this conversation with an open mind, whatever you subscribe to. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't, but I can assure you that you your mind is really going to expand once you listen to this episode. And I've been a bit in the background on my account and on my page and on this podcast because I've just been deep in transformation. I've been writing my second book, which has been such an incredible experience. But what you will hear from my perspective and my point of view in this episode is a lot of the downloads and experiences that I've been having as of late that have really catapulted me into this deep spiritual awakening and this completely reborn version of myself. And so a lot of what we talk about are experiences that we both have had to like level up our lives and to surrender deeper and to pray deeper and just really trust in your journey. And the reason why I titled this episode, Co-Creating Your Life with God, is because that is what it is. You know, it's not just you. It's not just a higher power. It's when you you know both come together and you put your faith in his plan but then you ultimately listen to your own intuition and you use your free will to then create the life that you seek. So without further ado, I'm not even going to give a summary of what this episode is. Please read the show notes and I will just say this is definitely a longer episode. I was going to split it into two you know like a part one and a part two but then as i was editing i was like this is just so good listening from top to bottom because everything is connected even what we talk about towards the end we kind of referred to things that we spoke about before so i figured although it's a long one um get in the car listen to it while you're commuting plus pause and re-listen later um i just hope you feel inspired and i hope you enjoy and i hope I hope that this episode is a blessing that you didn't know you needed, or perhaps even an answer prayer that you didn't even know you whispered, or maybe you did. So anyways, let's get into it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Matt, how are you doing?
1: Doing well. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you for coming. I wish we were recording our conversation that we were just having, but I'm so excited to speak with you. I feel like... Every time I connect with you, you shine a light on things I need to hear or things I need to be reminded of, and I feel like you just open my mind and expand my thinking so I'm so honored that I could have you on the show and bring your wisdom and your knowledge to the audience so with that, I would love for you to say who Matt is and what do you do and yeah,
1: oh wow um how much time do we have really <laughs> no i have I'll all do, the time in the world uh, that's true too you know i'll do the, the short short version is um you know i founded a couple of businesses um the usual burning out from them uh and then uh i have a couple podcasts so i'm a podcaster uh, and you know and i'm a writer um i I've had a digital agency and a digital, well, I've had a digital consultancy for many, many years. Um, I used to just do it for like a lot of big brands like <laughs> Louis Vuitton and Moet Hennessy. And all that really means is like anything that involves the internet or like software or everything that everybody's using now, I was helping all these brands do more of that as that was becoming a thing. You know, I know people are like, it is a thing. I'm like, mm, but in 2010 and 2005, <laughs> know, like when these brands are like, what is all this stuff that we have to do? So, um, I got in very, you know, early on, uh, into the internet and I saw its impact, uh, depending on how you use it, (laughs) you know? So, uh, I saw it as the future. And, uh, in about 2014, I just, I started building my own, uh, presence online. Just, I wanted to talk about a lot of things that I thought were missing in conversations. Um, you know, think some of the things that were going on in entrepreneurship, the mental wellness side, um, the relationships. Um, the relationship we have with ourself, and you know our, our health journey, and uh, all of these things that I felt, uh, I guess at the time, and I still sometimes feel like media was kind of glamorizing success, and they were glamorizing outcomes. And I'm like, can we have conversations about the middle? <laughs> can we have conversations mm-hmm. about the work? And so I started doing that online, and and over the years, uh, I had a couple different you know, profiles online that, that got big. And then I just started kind of moving more into my, uh, authorship mode, if you will. I was always the writer, but I was kind of hiding behind a brand and it wasn't until later on that I was like, you know what, I want to, I want to integrate more of me, Matt Gottesman as the author, as well as like connect and create community. And so, uh, so I started doing that more and, um, last year and a half, I, I walked I wouldn't say I walked away completely from my digital agency. It's still there. But I just wanted to just write more and podcast more. And so I'm writing my first book. And I have the podcast, The Niche You. And that's growing rampantly. God bless. And so yeah. here we are. And I think that's the shortest version, you know, mixed with a lot of spiritual development over, you know, <laughs> all those years. I mean, really, for the last 12 years, it's been a very spiritual journey for me as well, too. So we can go down that rabbit hole as well.
0: Oh my god, so much I want to unpack. Let's start with the beginning of mm-hmm. that spiritual journey. Let's go really deep right away.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: <laughs> what led you to look inwards and explore that realm?
1: I felt uh, at the time, as as I said to a spiritual mentor, my uh, my soul. It felt like my soul hurt. I felt like. Which was kind of like a gut punch. And I didn't, I felt like I was doing a lot of things right. It's the same old thing that I think a lot of people say. It's like, I felt like I was doing a lot of things right, but out of nowhere, a lot of things were steering wrong very quickly. Or that's at least what we think in the moment. And I just, I felt so out of alignment and I, and I, I couldn't understand how I got to. Um, you know, I, I ended up in divorce. I ended up losing all of these contracts for these businesses that like I crushed it for. Like, I mean, I did so good for them. Like, and here, I think I'm doing great in a marriage. I think I'm doing great in uh, business. I think I'm doing great in all these things. And I remember I knew that there were, I knew that there were some things that were going on underneath the layers. And I remember one day I was praying, I was in Europe. I was praying to God. And I was like, you know what, you take the wheel. That's it. Mm. I, I don't know what to do. You take the wheel. Yeah. I, I I surrender. Well, within two hours, that's when everything like pretty much was just like starting wow. to get remo- re- removed from me. And at the time, you can feel very shaky. You can feel like, I didn't say do all this. You know, what are you Be doing? careful
0: what you wish for, Be careful right? what
1: you wish for. <laughs> Looking back, he was just like, I look at it as like, it's like oh, okay cool like do you mind if i take over like let me like mm-hmm. reposition you where do you like you let me position you where you need to go i got you and so um so that was happening and uh you know i i went and i saw a spiritual mentor of mine and and he said you know listen it, it all starts with the relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and i was like no i get that and he was like no but like it goes way deeper than that like who are you like what like have a relationship with your soul spend time with yourself like you know you you can hear more than you're giving yourself credit and you know um you know deal with i was i'm not an angry person i'm very actually calm person but i think i stored a lot and he's like deal with like any anger anything you're storing deal with um you know go have that like relationship right and so I, I started going, with, and he referred me to a couple of other people you know, here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so uh, I was just working with different, you know, spiritual mentors that were teaching me a lot about that journey of, you know, um, connecting with your soul more. And like, what, um, how do we, how do we know that the sign, how do we know that there are things that are, we, the dots, how do we connect them? They're always mm-hmm. happening, you know, and so how do we actually have that relationship where Um, we're able to see them more in real time and we're able to make better decisions and not the decisions that basically I look at it as this is that, um, somebody once asked me on, I was doing a live and and this, this guy said, he's like, how do you know if it's God or fear? And Mm -hmm. I said, well, um, when I ask God a question, it's instant and not always what I want to hear, but it's instant. He goes, how do you know if it's fear? I'm like, when I try to negotiate and yeah. that's how I started seeing, um, this relationship of like, oh, wow. Um, you know, uh, how am I really making decisions? You know, am I making it with what like feels right? Or am I making what I want, like in that desire right then? And then, um, all that really happened from there was that there was a, a moment with my father, uh, we were coming back from Europe and, you know, he, he just basically told me, he was like, you know which way do you think it's heading? And I was like, divorce, you know? And he goes, okay. He's like, I love you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, this is going to be good. Cause like, I mean, my father, very loving man, but you know, just that typical New Yorker lawyer, like he didn't always <laughs> say like, you know, he didn't always open up with a line like that, you know? Um, but he was like, I think you got to run your race for you. I think you're out of time, not in life, but for whatever it is that you need. Like, I think now's the time you better run your race for the rest of your life. And I don't think you should ever look back. And it really hit me very hard. And so, um, that's kind of what led to like more of like this, this spiritual journey that I've constantly been on, you know, and I've, you know, and there's a lot of different ways you can reach spirituality, right? Some do it through different forms of religion, some do it through healers, there's so many different ways to like to do that. But really, we all come back to like, a core central theme and I found that I always mm-hmm. came back to God um, and um, and this like amazing relationship um, that the more I work in unison and co-create the more I'm like oh wow like this like life makes that much more sense so that's like the oh, short version that. but you know we can go yeah we can go in any direction you want with that I, I,
0: first of all thank you for sharing that vulnerable story and being so open to explaining the journey that you've been on and, and what brought you here today I love how you said in unison with Mm -hmm. God, because that's how I've been living as of late is like, like, you take the wheel, I'm in the passenger seat, you're driving, I have some control, I could tell you a little bit like, hey, we should check this spot out or Mm -hmm. pause here for a second or whatnot. But ultimately, it's, it's the, it's his plan that you co create with. And I, I think it's, it's so, I feel like this happens time and time again. It's like the moment where we all just like, let go. And we're like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't hold on anymore. I can't control anything. I've done enough. Take over (laughs) is when green light after green light, after open path, after open door and everything starts to flow. But it's that like it it's so hard to actually do that what are in whether it's in that moment or in your daily life how do you actively surrender like what do you do to let go of the reins whether that's something emotionally you do or like a practice you do or a prayer that you say how does that work for you
1: i mean it's a constant practice it really is because the human in us constantly wants to control outcomes or or even from you know i'm showing up i'm going to do the work i'm going to do the work i'm going mm-hmm. to do the work i i'm going to make it happen i'm going to make an i i i i, I. and you're right i think there's it it, it gets to a very surrendering moment when you're like i'm exhausted <laughs> you know and i can feel god be like yeah i know
0: this happens to me, by the way, like every month, I'm finally surrendering. And then it's like, something else comes and I'm like, I can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I've gotten I've gotten exhausted. And I'm like, why am I so tired? And I could, you know, and I could feel God be like, Yeah, no. Like, do you? Do you want me like to take over? you know and i don't mean to humanize but i do in a way that i feel like sometimes it helps people understand like this the 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 simplicity of the connection more so than like a lot of times i think people separate god from themselves in terms of like god's omnipotent he's in everything right and so it's like this relationship Mm -hmm. is so like what do you need i got you let me help you can you have the humility to ask for help and then how you ask is also very important because our controlling mind is very good at like, God, here's exactly what I want and how I want it. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, hold up a second. Like, I know what you want and that's not how you get it. There's an easier way and you don't even see that yet. You yeah. know, it's like that, that's, I think sometimes what's, so I've learned that, you know, a lot of different practices that come from journaling that come from uh daily prayer and meditation, uh, I I do more like the guided meditation, but I find that I'm getting myself into a state, um, whether it's in movement or in, whether it's from an ice bath or you know from exercise or it's from just journaling, I, doing being in some sort of a, a movement, uh, mind or body that allows then to um, receive basically mm-hmm. and. Um, but yeah, I, the, the prayers and the journaling and, you know, I, I was, um, doing the artist's way, you know, and doing the, the morning pages and, you know, I I've think been in- doing
0: that by the way for nine or 10 months now. And I don't think I could ever go back to not journaling like that. And so but- for those who listen, who don't know what that is, it's writing, it's just morning pages, writing free writing in your journal it's like three pages or so or mm-hmm. however long mm-hmm. you want to write and just kind of having that brain dump. And I've been doing that for, yeah, like 10 months. And there have been f- a few days when I'm traveling and stuff and I forget and I get so upset because I'm like, I there, I know there's something waiting to be released if I just gave myself the 10 minutes to write. So um, it's such an important practice that I try to recommend to anyone who can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And no it's it's been incredible um uh, uh someone i'm I'm so close with who means the world to me um she got me into doing it and um and i like i i thank god that she did like and it's um it's been such an incredible exercise and, and in reading the book um there was one about active listening there was a point that she made about active listening and and uh, it, this idea of You know, a lot of times we want all these answers. We want all like everybody's always like looking for answers. What's my purpose? What's my direction? What's this? What's that? Like you know, or or we can overanalyze everything. You know, I need this, or what I want that is this happening enough, and all this other stuff. And she brings up a very valid point, which is when you go when you drop in and just start to create without necessarily an expectation or um, trying to control all the variables, then you will receive. And I really do feel like, and for anybody listening, the example is sort of like, you ever all of a sudden be doing something and you kind of feel like, no, go this way instead. It's just very, very, it's very small. It's very Settle. subtle. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, like go, go this way in, instead. Or like, oh, you know, add this thing. in. you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to add that in. That's receiving. That's receiving God. That's receiving answers. That's like, and I started to realize, I'm like, that makes so much sense as a creator, right? Like if mm-hmm. God made us in the image of his eyes, right? Like then okay we're all creators. We're all creative. We all have the ability to create anything. And by the way, this doesn't mean like just painting and writing and all that stuff. Anybody (laughs) could be like, I say this a lot on on my podcast. It's like, you could be like amazing with numbers and you're like the world's best, you know, Excel spreadsheet and CPA or whatever. And that is its own form of art. It could
0: even be like being a mother, creating a a child, creating a family. the
1: most creative Period. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, not only did you create the like child. Deep
0: form of creation.
1: <laughs> that's very elite. Um, but also create the the child, create the home, create the infrastructure that everyone's mm-hmm. thriving. Are you kidding me? We're all creators. We are that's the point. And then I, I sort of realized like, oh wow, if we co-create with um, it makes sense that we would co when we create, we receive oh, that's co-creation because mm-hmm. I have a lot of answers I'm looking for, but it's not until I'm in movement or in creation that I start to receive it, like intuition, uh, guidance, direction, yeah. answers. Everyone's like, I want clarity. I'm like, start something. They're like, well, how will I get clarity? No, it's, oh, like,
0: it's also like, I don't know if you feel this way, sometimes when I pray or I just ask, I'm like, like, at the end of the day, your higher power god universe whatever you subscribe to already knows what you are yeah. seeking like yeah. they know you know w- the exact specific thing that you want right mm-hmm. so i stopped praying being like god like i want this exact outcome right. now i'm like you know where i want to go you know what i want how i want to live But here is the overarching thing that I'm praying for. And so this was like, this is a very personal experience. But after my endometriosis journey and having the surgery, it's been a massive spiritual awakening and a lot of looking inwards to understand what within me and what beliefs and mindset and thoughts, whatever emotions are really holding me back from surrendering and letting go to this path that I'm still on and will be on for a bit. And I, over the summer, I was praying to God to being like, free myself from myself. Like, that's it. Like, just help me free myself from my subconscious beliefs, my patterned thoughts, my actions, like all of it, like free myself. And that was it. He answered, he answered, really? but it was really, really tough to actually Go through with it, and so this past month, I was I was telling you before off air. You know, I've been in a really weird funk, and it's been a lot of like looking inwards again. And I came to this realization: I am not enough for myself. Like it's it's not about externally. I have always felt enough externally. I'm ne- I have not been enough for myself. And what I mean by that was like I had the surgery. I was doing progress. That's not enough. I want to be 100. percent I published the book, oh, that's not enough, let's work on the next one. <laughs> I, I hit 100K, no, 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 not enough, you gotta, gotta get to 200, you know? And no one else around me gives a shit, everyone around me is like, congratulations, right. like, I'm so proud of you, and I'm like, I and then now my prayer is, let me see myself how other people see me. So I know I'm in for a ride if I'm praying in that way, but what's so beautiful is that, is when you stop defining, what you're really praying for, looking for, or trying to manifest your, you just inherently expand the playing field and what can then be received and come in. And often those are the prayer or the answers to your prayers in a way that's so, actually catapulting you into the person that you've been wanting to be, or the person that God designed you to be on this, you know, on this life, in this life.
1: The, the control is the resistance, constantly pushing away the very thing that you're wanting. Yeah. So it's so funny because we are so like, I'm gonna make this happen, I'm gonna make this happen, I'm gonna make this happen. Now, anybody listening, I'm not saying don't show up. Like, no, of course, <laughs> like, like I, I, I love my work. I love getting up every day and building, you know, everything on the vision, but it's also divinely guided. I'm not mm-hmm. just building for, uh, uh, you know. I'm not building something for any kind of external. I'm building something out of out of purpose, which I've I've over time have really ended up feeling further into, you know, and and feeling from God. But like, there's a lot of control you have to let go of because, yeah, we're always trying to kind of like drive the the car and it's like but what about all the variables you don't see that are like yeah. so much easier and able to they're just trying to get to you but you're like hang on a second i i got i'll get to that here in a minute and you're like no that actually is the thing that you're looking for <laughs> but we're we get so caught up in like going on this lane then we become
0: know. so focused on this one thing that we yes. miss out yes. the journey of us and the visuals and the scenes we get to go through when we're on that little road trip with god we miss mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. i mean Even just, you know, last month I was like, is my book performing well? Like, I don't know how it's doing. Like I need to promote and post more and this and that. And I was like, I don't know if it's doing good. And then, but then every day I would get, you know, tens of DMS from people and reviews on Amazon and people reposting my work. And I'm like, that's not enough. That's not enough. And then (laughs) when I, when I got clarity, when I surrendered again, I realized it was all happening and I was so focused on that one thing that I yeah. didn't have that I didn't realize it was already being happy. It was already in my reality.
1: Yeah. And it happens to any of us, all of us, I think, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's so easy for that to take place. You know, I was, um, I saw a speaker, um, Melody Asani. Um, she's like a fashion um, uh, director, creative, you know, she's got her own line. Um, she's the wife to flee from the red hot chili peppers. And she was mm-hmm. an event bright, um, event, very like, you know, just all in, uh, all in her fashion and stuff. And, um, um, she's from, um, middle Eastern descent came over, um, at a very young age, lost her father at 10, went into a kind of like a, a, a depression. And then, uh, got into college, great grades, um, you know, uh, and she had to pick a a direction, something that, you know, uh, and she's like, well, I've always been into, you know, making sure people are are taken care of and injustice. Maybe I'll become a lawyer. She gets into law school and, um, she gets all the different letters and she's looking at the bill and she's like, am I going to be a lawyer the rest of my life just to pay this off? And then the very next question to herself was, what do I really want to be? Who am I really? And, and I'm shortening the story, but like, she actually always had inklings since she was a child. She loved building things. She loved designing things. She liked all, it was always there. It was always around her, but there was force. There was like restriction from trying to do these things. Anyways, she decides not to go into law school, goes into a depression, I guess is how I think she said it for like a year until she was led to, um, a healer friend uh and um the person was the that was the first time somebody saw her for her soul not for like the way mm-hmm. kind of the outside world is very much like you know oh this will be the responsible thing to do and, and this woman was like oh you're like a builder you're a designer and she's like how do you know this and she's like mm-hmm. it's right there you know and she was telling her all these In things your about her path. Yeah, yeah it very much and what was really cool was um she was talking about all these things and it, it resonated with her it was confirmation and and she um um she then ended up um going to like uh looking to design school and she's looking at the curriculum and she's like i know all this why am i signing up for design school and now <laughs> the external world right What do you mean no 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 you have to pay your dues this is the way you do it this is the path you have to follow and she and she explained because we were her thing was about ikigai and talking about the japanese word ikigai you know that represents you know your purpose and and all the different intersections of your interests and you know what the world needs and what you can get paid for and you know what you love to do and um and so what she was saying how she knew intuitively and she's like i didn't want to she's like i didn't want to learn theories of something that i knew was coming through me naturally And she's like, and that's where I started to realize the relationship I had with God. Uh, And she said, you know, you can call it universe, you can call it, you know, source. She's like, I like calling it God. She's like, that's where, you know, I really feel most connected. And she's like, I didn't need the theory because the information was coming through me. I just had to surrender. She's like, but what I did need was to learn the tooling. Okay. So I need to learn how to do the thing that God is asking me to do. And versus um, being taught, like, the information that just naturally is coming from God. So she went over to China and actually started like for three months in a workshop, she found somebody and she brought her friend who could interpret. And then every day was learning the tooling to make her first shoe. Now, why is this so important is because she got focused on thinking she was just one thing. She came home. She like was um, the shoe blew up online, but the retailers didn't want her because they didn't weren't into the internet. So they didn't know. You know, she blew up online and then all of a sudden, um, somebody in pop culture, like wanted her to design like a, like a, a ring or she designed something for, you know, um, her friend that was like, he's, I guess, very big in his space. And she's like, I don't know anything about jewelry design. And he's like, but you're a designer. And she's like, <laughs> okay. So she designed the ring. So much that Erica Badu saw the ring, then called her. She didn't even realize who you know was Erica Badu, you know, famous like R&B singer. Hung up on her, and then like <laughs> the woman called back, and she's like, "Hey, uh, this is Erica Badu," and, and she's like, "I'm so sorry, like that's
0: why are you called."
1: That's not normal. She's like, "I saw the ring that you did. I'd like you to design something for me," and that became the Grammy-winning album. That ended up also one of those rings ended up in the Smithsonian for art and then wow. like she got asked to work for adidas then she got um she did a shoe for with an aj1 with michael jordan which they waited until the adidas contract was done so she went from yeah. high heels to jewelry to shoes to merch to to apparel to like and the, the, the main point about the whole thing was that like, we can get so fixated on this one thing. And, and even once we do figure out what we're, what we're meant to do, we think it can only maybe look like this. But if we surrender and allow God to be like, oh no, you're a designer of things, not you're a creator a thing, of are a creator yeah. of many things. And we have to learn to surrender from the idea and expectation of what we think you're like, no, this is the only path. Like, well, you're on path, but I think it has a lot of multifaceted, um, ways to receive to do even more with that talent and allow God to work through you and surrender. And so that's what she did. And then so much that like, she eventually, you know, met her husband Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and she designed their merch for their tour. And it's the highest selling merch of all time. Like, it's like, ran- she's like, wow. but- she's like, piece all that together from law school, <laughs> you know, to like, I'm a designer. And like, I have my own shop, and Lauren Hill came in performed live in my shop, who was like my idol. And then you know she's like, she's like, how does all this happen? Surrender.
0: You yeah. know, you have to
1: surrender, but you have to allow your gifts to like be published for the world, if you will. You right? kind
0: of touched on this before where you were like, you have to surrender, but then you also have to put in the work.
1: So yeah. I'm really
0: curious. I feel like I've been hearing a lot of people, I read it in books and stuff, where it's like, you don't have to do anything you will always end up where you are meant to be do you agree with that or do you believe there's i kind of can sense what you're gonna say this like <laughs> co-creation yeah. but then um, like i'm thinking about myself right like sometimes the thoughts i have would be like okay if i really did surrender okay and i don't do anything about this certain you know example a my health if I don't do anything with it and I just like cruise along accept that this right now how I feel is my new normal and just continue to trust will I still get to where I want to be or is there uh, I'm obviously not going to go to McDonald's and eat McDonald's and like drink every night but like do you know what I mean like how I would love your perspective on that because I respect your perspective. Help me (laughs) out.
1: (laughs) I think it's if we remove the pressure, attachment, and expectation, which can sometimes make the work rigid, then we Hmm. would all of a sudden kind of do the work naturally. And then it's easier to receive, like you said, you're not going to go eat McDonald's, but- and you like you like eating good foods, and you like your spiritual practices. It's like you've created a good lifestyle, and then if in removing any expectations of timing or attachments for, um, you know the how it should look and when it should look, well, you're, yeah, you're you're gonna arrive at exactly where you're you're supposed to, anyways. Like God, you know, we can't can't. I call it God block. (laughs) You know what? That's in place of Uh, you can't you can't God block. You know you can't you can't block God. (laughs) You know because like actually so funny. I'm going to use that. uh, (laughs) So uh, Matt Gossman was the one who said. No, just kidding. Um, It's it's uh, it's one of my favorite. It's it's one of my favorite things. But you know you can't like you can't um, you can't block God. So yes, I do think um, I I did an episode once that I said divine timing speeds up the moment we decide to step into it. Hmm. So there's this time continuum, I think, of like, where um, we can either arrive, maybe even a little bit faster with ease, or one way or another, the resistance we cause will probably force us right into it anyways. Right? And have you ever had people, uh, maybe you've, you've experienced this before, too, right? I think we all probably have at some point where it's like, you know what you want to do? but you still go and give your attention energy to something else for a little while. And you kind of, you know, do the thing, you you swim in the shallow and a little bit of it for a little while. And then you start to do a little bit more, but then all of a sudden you go and do something else, you know, and then you do a little more and you go do something else. And so um, it's funny because sooner or later, the something else burns us out in a way that the thing that we want to be doing, we know we need to be doing. That's been calling us for a long time, probably since we were kids. it's like, no, I need you to just like go all in. So sooner or later, mm-hmm. I think we give up the resistance, um, you know, and we show up for, you know, as far as just sitting, sitting, like, I mean, can we just You're sit not around? I like- just
0: sit around in my apartment, not doing anything, and then being like, yeah god like i want my book to be a new york times best-selling book and well, i'm not doing anything <laughs> yeah i have to write the book i have to, you know to,
1: it's like I yeah
0: it. yeah yeah absolutely now,
1: now now to now okay but what's what's beautiful about that co-creation is like well i gotta write it because otherwise i mean i can't just say like you know unless somebody comes along and Let says god All i want come yeah. come
0: through me when i'm writing the book
1: yes yeah. yes and, and I'm, that I'm you know, and, you. And, and i and i and i found that praying in every moment that I can, you know, it's kind of like, you know, God worked through me. God worked through me. God worked through me, you know, um, your will, not mine. Like tell me, you know, where I'm being resistant, you know, work through it.
0: I also started to do this recently where I just, even when I'm in turmoil, I just look up and I say, thank you. Cause I know I like really, really deeply believe and have faith that, I will soon be blessed in ways that I can't even think about right now because I just can't even fathom in in that way. But I I trust so deeply. So I'm like telling him thank you in advance for the blessings that will soon follow, even when I'm really, really struggling emotionally or physically or mentally or whatever it is. Um, You know, I think this is the most cliche thing, but it's this too shall pass. And it does.
1: You know, that's, uh, it's, it's not, I was raised on that was my mother's favorite saying. So it means a lot to me. Um, Also, that's the real manifestation, what you did. I found that when I was praying, sometimes I would say, please do this. Please do this. Please do this. Yeah. And then I was like, am I telling you how to do your job? And then I started doing, (laughs) thank you for your um, will to come through my work. Thank you for being an infinite supply to my ever demand. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, and it started to change me so much that I was like, oh my God. I was like, you know, I love when people out there bring up all these different really cool ideologies about like, you know, gratitude, that'll save you. That's, that's this, but I always, I'm one of those. I'm like, but can we go deeper? Can we actually talk about yeah. like the layers that you're not talking about? Like, of course gratitude is. And it wasn't until I really started to have, let me understand that relationship. And then as I was saying, thank you, in real time, now I'm feeling it. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's the part that I'm really even explaining, just in you know?
0: I would say not even just in real time. It's a lot of us say thank you after the fact, after something yeah. happens, after yeah. we get the dream job, after we get the house right. we've been, you know, trying to put a down payment on or after we get the relationship. It's it's during the process of, of that unfolding, but it's also the beginning of that seed being planted in your heart of like, this is what I am praying for mm-hmm. and thinking that even like thinking God for even planting that inside mm-hmm. before anything is even manifested. Yep. I think that is a real sign of deep faith and deep trust. Mm-hmm but you have to remind your, I mean, I have to remind myself mm-hmm. constantly. I mean, every day I wake up and part, there's a voice in my head being like, you know, something else happens. And I'm like, God, how much more could I take? Like how much more can I take? I can't <laughs> like, I'm trying here. What am I doing wrong? And we talked about this off air, but, um, quickly I have to pivot being like, thank you for another opportunity for me to learn deeper about myself and and my faith within you. And, then I can move forward with the day.
1: You know, the word faith, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, and the fact that you said most of the time we thank afterwards. If you knew, let's just use in the physical world, if you knew somebody that could make something happen for you, but hasn't made it happen for you yet, but you knew them, imagine thanking them before they did the thing. Mm. That's what this is. Oh, I love that. And we're thanking God before, because we know he can so having access to that right so like and i I feel like again i think sometimes it helps bring context to people because i know it's hard like it's like god it's invisible it's and everything you know but it's like um but think about a person that you know like you can make a phone call anytime like they can make literally anything happen for you or like you know they're a hookup they're a hookup what i mean like you know like a connection (laughs) that sounds bad they're they're a connection for something that you need to get you know to get a job to get get in a certain place to get a certain like amount of money whatever it might be right Um, And the fact that you have that already and you can imagine thanking them before they even did it, the relief that comes from thanking them before they even did it. So there's relief that comes from and shows faith like God, like imagine like God's like, I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to do it. I want to do it for you. I want to do it for you. Will you please just ask me? Right. Just ask me me. and let me do it. Right. And, And I found that we have to do that. You're right. We should thank before even the end result, because if we learn to do that before in that relationship, we'll honor a lot of our other relationships as well. Not just the one with us, but in, in our personal and our business relationships as well too. Right. And so thanking God before God performs is such a beautiful way to be like, you know, I know what you can do and thank you. Like, and then, it also puts us in a less resistant, no resistance and more receptivity. It's like, cool. Thank you for having the humility to ask now. And thank you for having the gratitude. <laughs> Here you go. And thank you again. Yes, please keep taking care of it. I will, <laughs> you know, so you now have this like relationship, you have a relationship. And, yeah. and, and, and faith, I think, becomes uh, much easier because it's being practiced in real time. Um, versus waiting for a moment in time. Now it's actually happening now, and that makes I think a huge difference. It's at least what I'm I'm noticing. And again, I'm I'm still practicing. I'm doing. I'm and I'm I'm having I'm having fun with it. And I've noticed even in the last you know couple of days, where like all of a sudden like an opportunity or something comes, I'm like, huh. I was like, mm-hmm. cool. and I did ask for it to be in a certain way when I said ask in a certain way, meaning like getting out of my own way and asking for it appropriately from God, like, hey, you know, your will that suits my best for what yeah. you have me doing right now and where I'm going, and et cetera. So,
0: I yeah. love everything you just said. I think what you explained of imagine it as a friend, like it doesn't have, yes, there's, you know, whatever you believe in and however you perceive God, <laughs> but- When you think about it in the way of, okay, if I'm asking a former colleague for a job, you would never text them, hey, I'm looking for a new job. Can you set me up with HR? And there. Right. And you would never wait until (laughs) after you get the job. Hey, by the way, thank you so much for getting me. No. You would be like, hey, Matt, hope all is well. Like you're crushing it, whatever. I'm looking for a new job. Thank you so much in advance. Let me, let me know how I could help. You know, it's like that innate gratitude from a very genuine place, because that is how relationships work. Mm-hmm. So the way you articulated that really got me thinking, and I will just give you a little today, in my gratitude journal, <laughs> I wrote, um, in. One of the prompts is like, what would make today great? And one of the, the things that I wrote was, um, let God speak through Matt and let me hear what I need to hear. And mm. everything you just said, really, I felt that mm. so deeply. So thank you. Um, mm. Thank you, God,
1: <laughs> for,
0: well, for sharing that.
1: No, thank you in both ways. Thank you, because I, 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 I pray for that. I thank God. Like, hey, you know, help me deliver the words you mm-hmm. like I'll be the conduit you know whatever needs to come that. out um and into the world like work through me work through me like yeah. work, so I, i'm so i'm i'm not ever in you know um resistance or force like work through me you know and uh, something that you know it's interesting that we said you brought up a good point. So like you ever write an email to somebody, right? And you say, um, sort of long lines, what you're saying, you know, um, listen, here's what I'm thinking about doing right now. And I'm just trying to find the right information. I'm just trying to find the right way to go. Um, and I know that you know this specifically. So I would love if I can get your help or you know, if you can give me some advice or guidance, or whatever it is, thanks in advance for your time hmm. So like we do do that in the physical world. And, yeah. I, and I, I believe it, and I get it. I, I think when we we, we, I think that's the hard part with a, uh, I think God is both the best relationship and sometimes also the most complex because, um, some people don't ask God out of guilt. Like, I can't ask for that. Like, why can't you ask?
0: Ego as you know, well.
1: Oh, God, there's ego. There's like the guilt of like, oh, I haven't been a good person. And it's like, no, like, doesn't, none of that Like, we're not here to suffer. We're not here to suffer. <laughs> you know, so like, there's, there's all kinds of different, um, you know, reasons why that can be a complex relationship, especially since, you know, the world kind of doesn't really always teach the concept of ease, not, mm-hmm. not do the work, just ease of like, what do you mean that there's there could be a better, smarter, more easeful way, you know, and that I can receive, you know,
0: that's what I'm really learning is like, it doesn't have to be so hard, right? You know, like even yeah. just the healing journey and the self discovery journey, and you're finding your faith again, journey and, you know, the success, like all of the journeys, it doesn't have to be hard. Like it can be light and graceful and, and it could flow. And I've seen that with so many different parts of my life where things really, really flow. And the common denominator with those experiences is I didn't resist and I just trusted and surrendered. And so I'm, I'm time and time again, I have to remind myself, like there's, you know, you said before your mom's favorite quote is this too shall pass. My mm-hmm. father instilled in me at a very young age such a cliche line. But he always would say, Life is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even when things were really, really tough growing up, or, you know, something bad happened or someone passed away or finances or whatever it would be. You know, my dad would mourn it or would deal with it and whatever, but he would always say at the end of everything, Life is still beautiful. And so when you look at it through that lens of let's focus on the beauty of the healing journey, the beauty of finding your purpose, the beauty in reclaiming your faith, the beauty in failing but then getting closer to where you really want to go, it's like let, if we focus more on that, we're automatically putting ourselves in the surrender mindset effortlessly, really. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so true. And and again, I, I get it. I, I think we, you know, you are saying earlier, like, well, you got the book out there and it's a bestseller and you got to a hundred thousand on social and you got to like, you know, and it's like, um, I don't, I sometimes wonder, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's in, in our case, the wanting of more as in the case of we love seeing what we do flourish so much. And I think what also happens though, is yes, the human in us can take over and want to dictate so much more of how things should look and when they should look versus actually being in the moment like, this is awesome. (laughs) Like (laughs) this feels so good, you know? Um, And so, you know, credit to your father for, you know, life is beautiful. Like this is amazing, amazing. Well, shall we do another one? you're like, yeah, I think we shall. And we'll write another book. you're like, what's next? You know, and, and, and I, and again, I, I get it. I relate, I relate to you and I relate to everyone listening. And I relate to people like there is this pressure we just put on ourselves. We, we, and it can come from any number of places, whether it's through social media or it can be from an upbringing. It could be from, you know, just being generally in an environment for so long that like, was you know, saying, this is the structure the, and the path that mm-hmm. you should do. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, so sure. Um, so I think there's any number of, of ways that we learn to put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves. Now, the good pressure, uh, what's good pressure is good pressure would be, um, I want to at least move. I want to do, I do want to create. Um, feeling enough of the, I find that the anxiety goes away the moment we do and that so it's interesting when whenever any anybody you know is told like if they're saying like oh i'm dealing with all kinds of anxiety i'm like go do something you know and mm-hmm. it's like oh and in the thinking mind like takes away from like no that's not going to solve it i'm like well exercise yes but it doesn't have to be exercise go draw go do whatever is like you know
0: soul fulfilling,
1: something soul fulfilling. And we're just not normally taught from a young age that that actually can also be a, a pillar to which to build your life on. And it's unfortunate. I'm looking to change that over many years to the entire let's, world. Let's unpack you
0: know. that because yeah. in my case, you know, I've loved, I've always been someone with a very creative mind and these creative visual impulses that I want to release. And I, Love to write since I was a young girl, and I loved to design things and whatnot, yeah. so that had always been within me and growing up, I was doing these things without knowing why I was doing them. You know, I had a fashion blog and then I had a couple brands i had a um I wrote for my you know university school newspaper, and here we are now writing books, right mm-hmm. so it makes so much sense so when it comes to finding your purpose because Everyone is searching for this or is seeking that moment where they're like, This is why I'm on this planet and this is why I was born. In your case or in your mind, what does that actually mean? And what are some of the misconceptions?
1: I literally had just done a podcast on this. That's why I'm smiling about this Um, because (laughs) when we are searching, it's external when we're searching for purpose like let me you know you know what is this person doing what does that look like we're, we're looking external a lot of times when we're feeling or when we're in movement or even in creativity something starts to happen this kind of circles back to what we were saying earlier in the conversation where um Pieces start coming together for the puzzle. And if you can think of like one of those, you know, 25,000 piece puzzles that, like, you know, what do you work on? Like, if you could just sit down and start better. putting the borders on, you know, you, and once the borders come around, you're kind of like, wait a minute, I have an idea. And you're like, yeah, what's next? And then you start putting like some inner parts together and you're like, you know, and if I do this, and then like more of the vision starts coming in more and more and more. And so we, we kind of have to be out of thinking mode and in doing mode to actually start welcoming the purpose even more. At least this is my experience and what I'm noticing. Because otherwise, what happens is, and I I did say on the podcast, actually, before I say that, I did say on the podcast, it's okay, discovery mode is this is all about discovery mode. And it's okay, if it's external at first, it's okay to look at what different people are doing or different paths that are, are exciting to you. Just a lot of times I think they're exciting from the way they look on the outside. So you have to be very careful because that can make it very enticing. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you always hear why, like, why people like, well, quit from something. And I'm like, well, because I don't think it really came from the soul. Yes, it looks enticing. And yes, you like how their soul is lit up from doing their path. And they're bringing their soul forward. So they're making that thing look really good because they're probably really in their thing. So you're actually more attracted to their soul maybe coming through it, you know, if hopefully that is their path, you know, sometimes people are just very good at certain paths. And later on, they were like, I never even wanted to do this. But that's why you have to be very careful at what looks sexy or enticing from the outside um, from a path, right? And when we're seeking, I think a lot of times we're seeking how others did it and what's possible. Now what I found is again when I go inward and I'm like all right what do I like to do and and I mentioned on the podcast that I said what's funny is sometimes we think that well that like that fashion designer but like let's say somebody is like I really love gardening and they're like is that even really sexy I'm like bring your bring first of all I think it's dope but it's like but I'm <laughs> but I'm saying like somebody somebody might really bring like they're sold through the gardening. And then they 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 come online and they show like all kinds of really cool ways to do things, you know, with flowers and, and trees and plants or whatever. And then they start showing the world that and then more people get into gardening and then all of a sudden like, you know, they've got these endorsements or they've got, you know, different brands they've created or products or whatever. Like you can do whatever you want with it. And I think that we sometimes use labels like well, that route looks glamorous and awesome and externally pleasing. And this route may not. And so, but I'm like, but that is your route. And you can make, you could be like the person of gardening. You could be the person of being a CPA. You can be the person of that that niche is you. That was the whole point. It's like, and when you're in that thing so soulfully, because you just love doing it, Well, like you derive so much purpose out of that. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you actually are on path. you actually are on purpose. And that turns into it's awesome looking external thing, right? Because it's happening on the internal and, and, and you're following this thing versus comparing it. So that's why I, I, I'm very careful when I tell people like when we're, when we're, it's okay to, to seek and search externally for a little bit, just in terms of like you know, maybe getting your feet wet and just kind of seeing what's out there and understanding like all the different things, like what is calling you, what is, you know, and then dabbling, I think is also good because you can kind of dabble and be like, oh, that really wasn't my thing. Oh, that stuck. That didn't really stick. Why is part of that sticking, but I don't want to do any of the rest of that. Well, maybe that's something to fuel your other thing over here that you eventually get back into, you know? So, yeah. So I think it's, I I think that there's a lot of, because a lot of people are asking about purpose, right? Like, how do I find my purpose? And I'm like, well, I would just start doing a bunch of stuff, you know, that you've naturally always done and probably look back to like anywhere between the ages of seven, eight to like about 21. Twenty nineteen, wherever people start, stop, started telling you, like, pick a different path, you know, mm-hmm. don't be a musician, don't be a designer, don't be a, you know, a writer, don't be a painter that'll never, you know, uh, make any money, make that'll money. Like, you know, yeah. right, when, when all of that was being extracted out of you, you know, from a bunch of guidance counselors who, instead of getting after their passions, unless they really were passionate about being a guidance counselor, telling other people how to live a life, and they weren't necessarily living there's <laughs> so it's like very it's unique society you know i think got really good at telling us when we were younger um you know uh alternative routes to our our intuition our intuition and our soul is where the purpose is found especially in, in this America.
0: country i mean everything has been so structured from yes. grade school to high school to mm-hmm. college i mean college you have a bit more flexibility but even then it's like Freshman year, pick your major for the next four years. You have no idea who you are, but you got to figure it out right now for the rest of your life. It's it's crazy. Right. I, I love what you said though. Where I actually wrote about this in my book, kind of um, the poem was called Domino Effect, and it was it's in the Purpose chapter in my book. And I basically explain this idea of like imposter syndrome and comparing yourself to other people and their timelines and their success and then i came to this realization where it's like why would i ever compare myself to anyone knowing that what they're creating is coming from their soul and it's it's unique to them exactly. and i can never ever mimic that because it is coming from personal soul experience i don't have the same experiences as you do and we will never write from the same place and that we could write about the same topics mm-hmm. but never from the same place and so knowing that then That must also mean that what I create is unique to me from my soul's experience. And how beautiful is that? Because what I create can spark a thought in you. And that thought in Mm -hmm. you will spark your own beautiful unique creations, which then fosters this domino effect of all of us following what is in soul alignment. And when we are all in that place of creating from the soul and doing what we love, energetically that vibrates and I promise we will all be living a happier life I mean when I think about some of the people in my life who I'm really really proud of it is the painter who I who I one of my dear friends she's been painting since she was young and she you know went to different colleges and whatnot and she's like now really painting and like doing it full time and I went to her art gallery a couple she had an exhibit a few weeks ago and when I saw her work up on the sh- on the wall, I was like, you're doing it. Like this was you from like what I remember from you when we were children and now you're living it. And I can never be a painter like that. I will never aspire to be that. But what I took from seeing her was I felt so inspired to always walk in my own truth. And I know she saw me in that way when it came to to me writing a book and doing what I do. And that is where I think you really articulated well, where it's like, you don't have to look at someone and, you know, glamorize the influencer lifestyle or the lifestyle of the entrepreneur. You have to understand, okay, am I really seeking what they're doing or am I seeking the feeling they have in what they're doing?
1: Bingo. go, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's exactly, I mean, it's so, so well put. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember something that Elsa you just said a second ago that um um I, I know it'll come back but um, the but yes I, what's that
0: the painter well, no
1: it was right it was right it was it was right before you were talking about um your the the painter uh, your friend the the painter but um uh oh yes perfect okay because you're talking about that uniqueness because you're saying well you know. Every, my soul's path has a different path. Every one of us has a different path and we have to follow that. And that's my whole point is that that's not being taught to kids when they're in school. And so you get this very cookie cutter, like these are your paths. No, your path is the one that God ordained you to have. Can we help maybe get you to, um, you know, obviously we need to cover some of the basics that will help contribute you know, I mean, I think math and science and uh, English and literature and, you know, these things help contribute <laughs> as skill sets to help, you know, into your, um, you know, the, the life that you're going to lead. Um, but can we look, can we examine more of your unique path and what that looks like? And how do we better understand that? Um, because, we, because to your second point, if we're all leading lives like that, are you kidding me? I mean, like most of the problems that are happening in the world will be gone, which obviously mm-hmm. I get is, you know, we're in a different mindset of that way of being, which I also do. I also do full, firmly believe that is the future that is actually going to be happening more, because the other ways, the old ways are not sustainable. And we are now witnessing what happens to unsustainable systems, because of you know, what I, I saw this,
0: TikTok the other day, or maybe it was, a po- I think it was a clip from a podcast on TikTok. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this guy was saying how, how crazy is it that in one generation, so Gen Z millennials, we are already so turned off and fed up with the way we're living life that we want to go back to how our parents were living, which was being out in nature more, taking it slower, eating mm-hmm. cleaner, not hustling as much, living a simple life. And this right. happened within the span of like two, three decades, which I think is mind-blowing and at, mm-hmm. at how big of a testament that is to say the way we're living ain't cutting it it's not working right.
1: right and how how incredible is that so as they say the, the more things change the more they say the same or history repeats itself right yeah and so i mean we're not going to point any fingers at any generations out there but apparently the ones that kind of lost their ish and, you know, and for anybody listening, I'm talking about the older one, <laughs> the older one <laughs> that, you know, were kind of like the original rebellious, like, you know, you know, that's it. I've had enough, you know, and then kind of gone way far out um, all, only to like find um, a younger generation wanting to find their way home back to like soul back to nature back to but but at a at an even newer higher level i think which is kind of like whatever was missing previously that didn't feel holistic is now Mm -hmm. kind of also being embedded into that so it's like hey i want to do what's right Mm -hmm. i want to do what's honorable i want to do what's respectful i want to do that not necessarily what's when I say not easy, meaning like not what would normally be celebrated in society by the path, right path, but I want to do what's within my integrity um, and build from there. And I think that as you have, I know, as you have more and more people doing that, forget it, like, that's where we're heading. And you yeah. can't stop it, that, that that you can't stop God. That's the whole point. So it's like, even though I know there's a lot of stuff happening, it's it's hard because you're having to allow old systems crumble so god can take over just like anything else yeah the surrendering to which not everybody you know as we know how resistance works not everybody likes to go without a you know a fight (laughs) so i think that's what we're witnessing almost two worlds in parallel to each other right now um and that you know so but the future is bright future is creative you know um and i think think we're the the chosen
0: ones too to break to break these a little bit
1: (laughs) yeah i mean to really get right back to where i think was always where we were supposed to play from right from soul and from like and 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 like again from that like from from that ease of like hey do you guys want help no okay i'm gonna let you know free will you guys got free will it's all good Go let (laughs) you do whatever you want now you know instead of that the house i'll give you the mansion as soon as you're ready for it like whenever you (laughs) want it like you just you just ask and i'll and i'll give it to you you know what I mean? <laughs> so I find us humans so funny in that way where we're like, I will do it my way. Thank you. And it's like, wait a minute, is there a better way? And that's, I think, always the, the first question, not the first, but maybe one of the first questions we should ask ourselves is there a better way? And can I do this mm-hmm. better? Can I be better? And I think when you start asking those questions, you start breaking down the, the ego uh, healthily and you start, um, you know, finding yourself more in humility um, and gratitude and humbleness to, like move in uh your free will, of course, in a probably better way that you like your decisions too. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a good thing. We want to love our decisions. And not from an ego, but from a like, oh this like you no know, feels in complete like alignment. You know
0: this is kind of kind of goes into the ego and also the finding your purpose. Um mm-hmm. I had this thought the other day or a couple of weeks ago, where I like wrote down my biggest prayers right now, like the things that i'm really praying for, and so for me, it was like I want my book to really, really get into the right hands and like really take off right so success in that front um I want my you know my health training to come to an end, you know, financial freedom, like all these other different things, right those were my prayers, and after I saw my list, I was thinking to myself if god handed me all of this right now i have no idea what to do with all of it i would not be able to hold it i don't know if i had the perfect relationship but then at the same time my book is like taking off and i'm being asked to be on jay shetty's podcast i don't have time for the relationship and and my health is good oh my god that's daunting to know how i have to you know what my life looks like now that I don't have this part of my life anymore. That's an identity shift. And then financial freedom, okay, but I want to be humble still. And I, I saw the list and I saw all of it. And I said to myself, ego broken right there, all in divine timing. And so when I think about it with purpose, that also allowed me to realize I can't expect myself to be at a stage that I'm yet to be ready for. And that's what I think when we were talking about divine timing before and in, in the path, it's like we see someone having the feeling we want, right? They they have their successful brand and they're crushing it and they're on the Forbes 30 under 30 list or their book is a New York Times bestselling book and all the different things. And we see that and we want it authentically and it feels in alignment to have that thing or that feeling they have but we automatically compare ourselves to where they are without thinking about the journey they've been on. And so with that, I want to talk about, um, imposter syndrome a little bit and like how to overcome it, ways to prevent it. What is, do you experience it? That was a weird tangent.
1: (laughs) No, uh, I'll say something and then I'll get into the imposter syndrome part, but, um, You know, it's interesting. And you said, um, you know, and when will my health journey come to an end? Never. Not the thing that you're fighting. Yeah. Not the thing that you're fighting. You will get completely healthy with, you know, everything flourishing, you know, healthily. You will be healthy. But I find that the work on our health and our finances and on our passions and our work and our relationships, all these things, are forever. Mm -hmm. So if they're forever, because we don't want them to come to an end, because end would be that we're, our time's up here, right? So so then how are we, how are we in the present celebrating each of those things more? So we become like a little bit detached from, you know, I remember I wanted the Forbes 30, then I wanted the Forbes 40, and I was just like, nah, you know, um, I stopped. What was that going? I, I asked myself, what was that going to tell me? What was that going to, wh- that I made it? I'm like, I am making it's it. I am doing it. And I'm like, is that validation for me or for others? Why am I doing that? Because, um, you know, say, oh, well, because then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a writer, or I'm a this or I'm a that. And people be like, but you are a writer. I'm like, I am a writer.
0: You know, so yeah.
1: you, you know, we, we get this idea of does also a metric that list is
0: like over the years, all the controversies that's come out of that list.
1: Oh it's like, yeah. You
0: know, it's like, I don't even want to be on it.
1: That, that's, that's the other thing too, is I, unfortunately, because of also having a media company at one point and learning how like all this stuff is working online. You're like, I don't want anything near it. And then I was like, you know what? It makes sense. As long as I just do what I want to do with God and bring those things forward um to the world, that's a that's winning. Like that's change like, okay, and then I'll get on to imposter syndrome. Um Jeremy Anderson, there's this guy, uh, I recently found his profile online. I guess he's a a public speaker. And uh I put his uh video up on my uh story the other day um a little while ago and um he he was saying how um everybody was always asking like oh did you see you know LeBron James uh, get the you know the all time scoring record. He's like, no. It's like, what do you mean? How could you not watch it? How could you do this? Like you know, it's, you know, breaking records. He's like, because I'm breaking my records.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he was starting to talk about how he doesn't have time to watch the games. He doesn't have time. He, he, you know, and I, I said this on a podcast um, that like you know, I don't. He said, don't witness ex- um, greatness. Experience it. And so when we are like, you know, when we're external and we're like, looking at all these other things, it's like, you know, like they wanted those things. I want my championship from the way I cultivate with God working through me. And that is probably far greater, far greater than a cover of a magazine. (laughs) Like, I mean, in fact, it's so wild. What's that?
0: It's incomparable.
1: It's incomparable. And I've even I've even felt like in more recent times where I'm like, it's funny because I'd actually even be like, if even if a certain certain type of invitation came to something that I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because like their world also does, when I say their meaning like the ones that kind of that mean something, sort of also does attract a certain type of energy that's just different than the type of like life that I'm leading. And I'm like, uh, you know massive success is beautiful. That's uh, what we want within our within our lane. I don't necessarily want to succumb to crossing into other lanes that aren't necessarily mine that like then afford a certain, you know, other interference, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of helping it. As far as the imposter syndrome, I also did a podcast episode on that. And it's one of my favorite topics. Everyone
0: check out Matt's podcast. We'll <laughs> link everything in the description.
1: <laughs> so I, I, and I said that I feel like the real imposter syndrome is not doing the thing that you're called to do. You're actually an imposter when you're not doing it. So, you know how people feel like they're an imposter when they're like, oh, I'm promoting this, but I don't think I'm ready yet. Or, oh, like I'm, I'm, I can't really call myself a writer, even though I'm like, I'm just starting out. Oh, I'm this. And I'm like, no, see, now you're actually your authentic self. You feel like mm. an imposter when you're not doing the thing that you feel called to do. I was wow. like, so it's almost reversed. Like, and so, and the mind. You just reverse and,
0: psychology to us.
1: <laughs> based, I mean, it is, it, it, but it think, really think about it. You only no, feel like an so imposter when you're not being yourself.
0: But if but you're if, doing what feels in alignment, you are being yourself. So you can't be an imposter. You are yourself being yourself. Impossible.
1: Right. And yeah. we use the external world, like, oh, but I, I'm, I'm, I haven't published a book yet. I'm like, but you're a writer. It's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, So, how's that being an imposter? Like, I don't know. And you're like, well, why can't you promote it yet? Like, oh, well, I haven't been published yet. I'm like, so then just promote your unpublished work, you know? And there's that also is like
0: a a sign of like, if you, for those listening and they're like, okay, well, it's, I'm not acting in alignment with my soul's path. Then the answer to that is if you do feel like an imposter because you're not doing the thing yet, then you need to start doing what feels in alignment otherwise that feeling you can't Mm -hmm. shake it off you need to step into alignment to then realize i already am the thing that i am you know seeking or jealous of or comparing myself yeah
1: well and and i so okay so and i've used this example before so i knew somebody who was a a cpa and you know credentialed right you have to go through all the training all the you know um You know, some of the schooling, all the things to become a certified public accountant or a CPA. Now, by definition, they did all the things that would say they're not being an imposter. They did all that stuff, but they wanted to be a farmer. (laughs) Like, and that's all he wanted to do. And they and he felt like that. Um, you know, being the farmer would be the impossible because he didn't go to school back to the, the example of, of melody, right? Well, I don't need to go to design school. It's coming through me from God. I don't Now, Again, I'm not saying that don't certain things do require, you know, certain, you know, obviously if you're gonna be a doctor or certain things, I get it or an architect, but mm-hmm. for the most part, for the most part, um, we can Everything step is into the, yeah. And you step right into the thing that like you're called to you're not being an imposter. In fact, that CPA who, who, he did become a farmer, but like, um, but who was having a hard time stepping into it by not stepping into it, you're actually experiencing imposter syndrome. And that's where it's almost like a double negative. It's like a double, it's like, you're being double crossed by that little evil voice or whatever. That's like, you know, saying the opposite of what's really happening. And it's like, Oh no, you know, you can't do that. That's not your thing. Like, you know, you'd be an imposter. And it's like, Oh, I see what you're doing there. I'm like, actually doing the thing would make me less of an imposter because I'm not supposed to be a CPA maybe for a little bit of time. And maybe I'll use that for helping um, how I do the financing of all of the, uh, in the bookkeeping of, of running my farm. But I see what you did there. Like you're trying to mess with me. And so you have to be very careful of that, you know, rough voice, if you will. Right. The, mm-hmm. you know, that,
0: that is so you know, good. Right? So, 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 imposter good. syndrome
1: is not doing the thing that you should be doing. And so, if you're doing the thing, no, you're not the imposter. In fact, only, and even if you're in between things, because sometimes you'd be doing your passion while also being doing something that helps maybe finance or fund it or whatever it might be. And so, this thing over here is kind of commingling energies. And so, this thing is like, you're not that. No, no, no. You're a marketing executive. You're an ad executive. You're a lawyer. You're whatever. And so. Um, that 's actually messing with you, and it 's like no because you 're almost leaving right it's it's just it's that's, no that's you can even, you, you can use right science now. right so even Dr. Joe Spencer would talk about like what happens with the nervous system um my for a perfect example, my sister after twenty seven years is leaving one corporate job she got a, a even better gig somewhere else um, and it 's a better environment i mean where she 's been was whatever i 'm not even going just uh, for purposes of you know, for for privacy but um She actually was experiencing almost like um, nervousness and like some shakes. And she was like, I wonder what that is. I'm like, it's because you're going into ease. And she's like, yeah, then why am I feeling this way? I'm like, because you have actually been in a hamster wheel for so long and your nervous system is so wound up. And Dr. Joe Dispenza like talks about that. Like sometimes when you are going into new programming new better new anything if your body had been operating on a previous mode a pre- a previous program you're glitching it so yeah. yeah it starts to tense up because it's like no 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 no. like i'm it, that's how addiction works that's how habits work
0: and then it so, calms down it's like the and then
1: it calms down it's so like people can slow down
0: it, it starts to deprogram from what it's been programmed in order yes. to
1: Program, program the
0: new actions the new thoughts yeah. the new beliefs yeah one thing so that, that i want go oh sorry go ahead
1: no, no no go ahead go ahead
0: one thing i wanted to ask you is as a creator mm-hmm. and for all of the creators out there whether they are artists in the same form that you and i are you know writers visual artists whatnot even if they are you know, someone who's in HR and wants to build their own HR business and promote them, their work on Instagram and offer their services. If it's someone who wants to, you know, run their own nail salon or whatever it could be, all different types of creators. How do we unapologetically share our work without the ickiness of self promotion? Because I know even for myself, <laughs> I sometimes when I'm posting about my book or like here's my merch and da, da 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 my intention is very pure. you know I want to create a lasting positive impact mm-hmm. when it comes to the lives of others and their mindset and their relationship with themselves and the way they live. That has always been my intention. however, there's always that ickiness of of the salesman. Hat on, which I've never been a salesman before. Like, I just don't fit in that. That's where I feel the imposter syndrome, (laughs) to be honest, because I'm not fitting that role. Um, So, how do we unapologetically share our work because there is someone out there who could benefit from it without feeling the ickiness?
1: Do you love your work? I do. Then, why would you not want to share what you love with the world? That's probably, the <laughs> That's probably simplest. That's by the <laughs> simplest, you know. Um I think and sometimes I, I get you. I do. I used to have a hard time promoting certain things. Um, that may not have necessarily. They were good. They were really good. It was good work, but it wasn't necessarily what was in alignment for what I wanted to be doing or what was like my you know. And so I think um, I didn't have a certain love for it, and I I would feel like you know, eh, you know, from like promoting that or whatever it wasn't like maybe. And so maybe that was more about my relationship to the thing. And on top of that, I get it because there are some really great marketers and salesmen out there um, that are very good at like promoting even crap. Like that's what they, like, it's not even about the work. It's just about like, you know, promoting, you know? And so I think sometimes we've seen people who like, we're like, I don't want to be that. (laughs) Like, I don't want to come off like that person. So again, we almost kind of worry that, that, that could potentially happen. Like we worry, like, I don't want to sound like that person. No, you won't. You'll sound like you. And once I started to really have this love relationship with my work, Um, It became the easiest ever to promote it over and over and over and over again. And I promote it all week long. I promote my podcast, promote my writing. I re-promote my old posts. Um, I'll promote like, I have like a clarity and creativity workshop. I'll promote, you know, and some of the new stuff that's going to be coming up, you know, from merchandise and apparel to books to- It's
0: because you believe in the impact that it will create and you believe in the- goes back to what we've been talking about this entire episode where it's, you know, God is creating through you and you have a very clear mission and and the messages you want to portray. And so if that is your mission, then anytime you promote it, you're acting on that mission. And that is how I've reframed it in my own head when it comes to my own work. I mean, there are moments where I'm like, okay, I have way too many stories up promoting this link and that link and this thing and that thing. But you never know from all the thousands of followers which one of them it hit them at the right moment and for me if it hits one person my mission is accomplished
1: let's i'm going to i'm going to expand on that for the listeners and give you a perfect example because what you promoted today for your audience that's already been around might not have actually seen it so today might actually be the first time they're even seeing it yeah on top of that you have new followers or new people who are learning about you all the time Um, and so you might have just got them right as they were just learning about you so you have an audience that's been with you for a while that may have missed it you have a new audience that's coming in that doesn't know about it so you have to keep promoting And another
0: audience an audience who might have seen that work but might need to read it again, or see it again, or hear about it it again, because it didn't hit the first time, but it might be the right moment for them now to receive it.
1: That's exactly it. And, and so that's why it's so important. I I did a a podcast episode on that one, too. (laughs) So that was like, about like, you know, you know, um, don't be afraid to promote your art, you know, because um, when you, you know, the love relationship that you have with it, too, is like, you're also probably using a lot of the same things for yourself. So you're wanting that for others. Like, oh, here's what I'm using. Here's how I'm doing it. It's yes. like, please yes. have it, have it. Like, you know, I just, I created it. So now you can, you know, use it, have it as a product or have it as a service or have it as a class or a workshop or whatever, like use it, go for it, you know, here. And there's nothing wrong with earning from our talents. That's actually, you know, what we should be doing. Like we've been taught that, no, I should go earn as a lawyer. No, you and can actually have a side earn. Hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that the side hustle its like, we can stop calling it a side hustle and call it a soul hustle or something like what it was like a real, I was actually on the freestyle right there, <laughs> but like, but that's, <laughs> you know, but that's, um, but that's really what it is. Like, that's like, why can't I can earn from that? I want to earn from that. And with today's technology and leverage and tools and all the stuff that, you know, you and I've spoken about, like all these tools, like you can, um, promote and systemize and organize and build a business around your thing. I mean, I, I look at a perfect example. Somebody online who uh, I, there's a few people I, I follow. I can't I can't stop. Like they organize like their home so well, and that everything's always in its place. So, yeah, I mean, I know that that's what they're doing for a living, and they got like a million plus followers. And they're like, "Here's how I make the smell in this house. Here's how I organize like these drawers. Here's how I do this." That they even started creating some of their own products. They're using a skill set, a talent, and their love of like organization and creating like an environment and. I mean, that's almost a new form of interior design, if you will, but with a million, two million followers, you know, and and then selling products whether others that they admire or their own, it's like, yeah, that can be a job. Why can't that be a job?
0: Yeah. Let's go into the tools that I know you're you are a wizard, (laughs) all of them. I wanna first talk about there's there's two verticals. One is for productivity to systemize your business or your offering or your service or your Mm you know, your personal brand per se. And then there's the other side, which is engagement. Now, I know a lot of people struggle with engagement on Instagram, on TikTok, threads, whatever platforms it is. It's a lot harder to be seen on these platforms. There's a lot of varying information on how to get more followers and not just followers, but engagement and, you know, story views and all the different things. Let's start with engagement. Because you have really grown your community very swiftly. And then let's talk about productivity and how you systemized your own work.
1: I mean, you couldn't have said that more perfectly because literally, so the, a workshop I'm launching is called the Niches You Creator Studio and Operating System, Creator Ooh. Studio. So like the first part is literally like, how do we not um, focus on a specific niche, but focus on you as the niche? Because that's what makes the engagement. It's the relatability of you as, you know, your soul coming through. And then of course, obviously, how do we look at like what the way I look at it and the way I designed it in this in this workshop is like, okay, so (laughs) you're a series of interests and it's okay to have several niches. It's okay to have a very specific thing. Like you could be a brand director or a designer or a fashion designer or whatever, and also like into spirituality, real estate, you know, all these things. It's we were told, like, when you're younger, like, oh, like, that'll, that'll look flaky. No, it doesn't. It looks like you're a person that has multiple interests that I can actually relate to as a human being, versus you trying to sell me on a service all the time. Mm. Don't sell me on a service, like, show me who you are in this world. That's engaging, you know, and you can even Teach in different variables, like you can show the other aspects of you while also like teaching the thing in that maybe in interior design or fashion design or whatever and showing it how to do it, that makes it very engaging. That's you coming forward, that's God working through you. And then there's a way to make your I call it art. I mean, even though it's content, right? I just like calling it art, but like you can make your content like art um where you're not burning out because there's ways to either write or to do video in a way that the people can just relate to you. Um, and um, because they're feeling you being just so authentic from you sharing something. And that's- So you're saying like is.
0: you need to come through in order for people to-
1: 100%. Relate. And, and in, in the workshop, I actually go through several processes. Like one, you have to think about your ikigai. That's like, I think the very first thing I start off on because, and for anybody listening, it's like what you love to do, um, what you're good at, what the world needs and what you can get paid for. And when you think of a Venn diagram of all them coming through together, that it will include uh, like when some of them intertwine with each other, uh, a vocation, you know, uh, a profession, a mission, and a a passion. And they're all intertwined with each other. And when you understand that, um, then you understand also like your innate interests. Mm -hmm. And when you start talking about that, like go look at some different creators online. Tom Nosk is a good one. I hope I'm saying his last name. He's like, you know, he's a cyclist a video creator, a writer, and like, uh, not a marathoner, but like something else. like everybody is now, they're showing that they are multiple things.
0: And my life, like a mindset coach, a public right. speaker, entrepreneur right. of, of all sorts. Right. Yeah, we, we,
1: we all are. And that's why the niche is you is so important. And so the idea is how do you take all of um, your world, all of your interests and package it um, better for the world to get a glimpse of who you are, while also, you know, making it easy for them to discover all the areas in which you can add value to them. So that's like the part one, whatever. And so there's a, and there's a lot of ways of like doing that. You know, I, I, from, and for myself, one of the things that I did on the writing side was I, I always thought I was a great writer, but I went back to the basics last year and I wanted to see how other writers, not out of comparison, but out of like, how were they um, able to, um, you know, connect with the audience in a way that is already very distracted. The audience is very, very distracted. I didn't want to stop the scroll because I wanted attention. I wanted to stop the scroll because I wanted to be intentional with them. Mm. (laughs) Like I wanted them to be like, oh, wait a minute. You know, this hits, how do we get them to stop for a moment? And so that was kind of what I had done in this workshop was like, how do you get them to stop for a moment? And they're like, Ooh, I like what you're saying. I get, okay. And then develop the relationship further in the caption and other places that they can, you know, go from there, right? And then you asked about, you know, the productized side, the or the, you know, um, productivity before, just side. Quick, th- okay. quick thing on yeah. before
0: we get into productivity, yeah. are there any tools, whether it's like AI or ways to use hashtags or different in- Instagram features that you use that have really like increased your you know, likes and the, the views, like the frequency in which your content is shown to your followers or the explore page or the story views, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. So, um, starting with stories. So one thing that I've gotten really good at is I make that an experience in itself. I feel like people feel like it's an easier way to get, you know, I don't know the wall. Sometimes they don't want to always interact. Sometimes they do, Yeah. but everybody seems to love stories. All right. So, so on stories, um, it's a great way where you can, you know, give value. So I'm very much, I do agree with Gary V. you know, jab, jab, jab hook. So it's like, here's a piece of content. That's a value. Here's a piece of content. That's a value. Here's a piece of content. That's value. And then that fourth, the hook will always be something like, um, something that I want them to either subscribe to, or, um, Like the Um,
0: link or the interaction that you're seeking. Yeah,
1: exactly. Any interaction that you want, an opt-in, a a download, a free download, anything to get on your your list. But I make sure it's very intentional. And the funny thing is, is I have a lot of fun with it. So even though like my podcast episode might have already launched, I'll repost like if it, especially if it did well, I'll like have fun with the title. I won't even use the the title or I won't say click here for a new episode. I have fun of like, you know, I'll say something like, you know, is this your next move? You know, or you ever
0: find uh, that when you uh, use um like links on Instagram or you repost something, your engagement is less. I swear, anytime I post a picture of like myself with nothing, I get the most views. And then when I post like my podcast link, it's like not a lot.
1: Do you ever deal with that? I mean, that does happen too. Um, and I it does happen. And the way I look at it is, I'm okay with doing it because. If it's less, but they're still clicking and they're going off platform, they're still coming into my world.
0: True. That's so I talking. have to
1: really so I, I look at it as like they call it deplatforming, right? Whether I send it into a podcast or like a like my newsletter or like um, you know, um any kind of like download or something that's like where the interaction can happen further. Yeah, it may be less. But like, I'm okay with doing 1% a day where it's like, you know, another 10, another five, another 10, another 15, another 12, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, cool, that adds up after a while. Um, but yes, that happens, you know, and I, and I try to be very careful of like, giving into the algorithm ways and like, you know, not wanting to promote and letting it, you know, just deplete my energy. And it's like, all right, you know, just keep putting it out there, right? Yeah, but,
0: that's what I've been feeling lately. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stop promoting. It's happening to everybody. Yeah, I know. That's what I've been hearing.
1: You know, and so you know what? Fine. Um, Then I'm going to find another way. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep letting, you know, um, uh, the, the work be out there for whoever needs to find it in that day. Like, you know, yeah, you guys may be an algorithm, but I got God. So like, we'll see how that plays (laughs) out, you know? And then um, on my wall, I found just a combination between, I love doing carousel posts and I love doing reels with carousel posts. I love coming in right away with a very, you know, hard hitting thought that really makes you think, um, some might call that a hook, you know, but like, um, just something that really defines the whole post. But then I love that you can swipe and go a little bit further, whether into alternative ways to look at something or more definite, like more defining, Mm -hmm. um, like a double click into the thought. Yeah, amazing, and and that's so I find that that works very very well, um, because it allows um easier consumption for something that you're trying to to get. I mean, one of the things that I've learned as a writer is there's a t- there's places where I can get into the the deeper like the captions and then the books and in the newsletter and all that other stuff, um and sometimes and and but I admire like how you do it or how Brianna Weiss does it. Like I like I do like the longer as well. Um, and I think that it's it's a bit more credible-
0: challenging though, because like when I think of myself as an, uh, so a consumer right on Instagram, like if I'm, scr- if I'm not, if it's not hitting me at the right time and it pops up on my feed, there's no shot I'm reading that. And I know that, I but yeah. I will save it for, and I do this like personally. Um, and so I like, I, I'm trying to mix it a little bit because you do want it to be digestible. But at the same time, the long form is what I love to write. So I will never stop doing that, you know, just to fit the algorithm to your point.
1: What and I, and I think long because I love long form and so I think there's ways to actually use carousels to break that up.
0: Yeah, which is what right? I'm doing. and so we
1: can get we can get clever, like you know, like Modern Mind, right? How she does it, right? And how, yeah. like, you know, how to do like one point, but then like something like I've noticed that, and then like a then a hard hitting next point, and then a much longer third I know. slide. I she inspired
0: like, me to like break that, you know, and then I spoke yeah. to her about we both spoke all about this as well in terms of engagement and Instagram and like the bots that we get cut, be like, right, we want to get right. comments. Of, and then it's like a bot being like, I know someone who cured me from HIV. And we're like, what is this? Have
1: you oh, ever yeah. seen you those? Know, I'm, I'm very, you know, be, I'll, and so this leads to the, from the community aspect. I, I definitely, I make, I do answer every single um, person that comments on the wall. Um, and, um, a really cool, really, really cool trick to do as well too, is, um, when you make shareable content and everybody out there that's listening it's like oh well, what if only two people share it doesn't matter i think everybody even if it's only two and sometimes they don't get; it doesn't get as shared you taught but, me um, this
0: and it's yeah, been a like, game changer i right, know what you're going, going, going to the story
1: to. mentions and literally i'll thank each and every person now here's there's a lot that goes on in this so for anybody listening when you go to your notifications up at the top it says story mentions so if somebody um shared your story they didn't tag you they just shared it shared your post to a, their story um, they shared it. So I will personally thank each and every single one of them. Um, and then some people are like, that's a lot of work. I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, <laughs> you know, do you <laughs> want a community or like, or do you, or you want an easy way? Type like, you want... out
0: each time or do you? Well,
1: I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll copy paste in a healthy way, like, but I'll change the name. I always, I always right. address them by their name, I always address the person by their name, because I want to show them like, Hey, like, thank you. Love. So-and-so yeah. like, you know, yeah. You know, um, and uh, so I'll do that. And uh, what I found is that also a lot of people who share my work who I that weren't following me just by thanking them, um, they also follow. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. that's cool. And then what also has been very cool as another deplatforming platforming thing for anybody out there, if you're kind of looking for a marketing hack, this is kind of the marketing business brain side of me. Um, what I have done is um i'm very careful because uh if i thank somebody and they just kind of like like it or heart it or give a thumbs up i'm like cool they they may not want too much interaction i want to be very respectful you know uh, maybe they were just sharing it i've had other people say i love your content oh my god your post this amazing when they say that then i actually follow up with a message that i have that says you know thank you so much by the way i do have a texting community that I would love for you to be a part of. I'd be honored if you wanted to join. Every week, a few messages for the soul go out, um, plus upcoming updates about my book, podcast, et cetera. You know, I'd be honored to have you here. And so advice. you're
0: bringing them into your entire ecosystem from all different angles, which is genius. Because yes. ultimately, if this person likes one piece of your content, there's a very high chance that they're going to also right. admire and benefit from the rest of it. And so bringing them yes. into your, your world and also... I think the deplatforming is so important. Uh, I this is something I've been thinking about. Where it's like take away my Instagram and my TikTok. I don't have that many people's contact info of people who follow me. I have they're my followers. I don't have their emails. Mm-hmm. And so you do. You're building that date your own yeah. database. You know right. we we are renting space off Instagram and off TikTok right. and off Threads or whatever platform it is. We don't own that community. And so if you're really trying to build your personal brand, your work, your, you know, a brand that you're actually building, you really got to to have your own data source. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the midst of figuring that out. Yeah. Let's talk productivity.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And just to add to that, it's almost like to, I'm hedging future futures on relationship and whatever other platforms we have yet to even be discovered yeah. have ever come out or anything else. And so my email lists are, are hefty. My text list is getting pretty hefty. I have a direct means to contact people. Now, obviously, there wasn't the texting was one way of saying like, hey, for podcasts and updates on content, cool. But then I had other things like I had a clarity and creativity workshop that was free it was like all these different templates but that put a lot of people like into it because they wanted you know they wanted help in that area so like you can offer different ways of value obviously there's nothing new a lot of you know uh marketers out there do this but like i like to do it with intention of course as usual and like and i think you know i think we're seeing a new level of creators do that mm-hmm. the productivity side which um came about because everybody's burning out from content or they'll find that they may not like to post their work as much because it's becoming frustrating. They'll put so much time and effort into it. Um, and then, um, maybe not like either see some results or, um, maybe, um, they feel like it's becoming a chore. And so even in that workshop that I'm going to be launching, the second half is all about how do we make this more efficient? And it's basically operationalizing your creativity. And I know creatives don't like to do that. Like, no, it must come to me at random whenever I feel inspired. I'm like, well, what if you could turn on your inspiration anytime you want? And that's basically what I'm also teaching this in this workshop, right? So it's like, you kind of can from habits and structure. I know creatives, I know nobody wants structure. Nobody wants batching. Nobody wants to template their stuff. But listen, if you know that there's a good way for your work to be received, um, you would want to keep doing that over and over and over again. Different content, different context, but using frameworks that are easy to kind of plug your, your creativity into. And so then there's a few tools that I've used um, that like, first, it's like looking at how do we take your work and kind of like have several templates that work for you. Right, like what in templates, like how do we position the, the work in a way that is very consumable? Then how do we batch it? How do we set aside one day a week, you know, and have time for, um, you know, you to do, you know, all that content in one sitting, but actually in less time because with templates you've actually decreased the amount of time it takes to actually bring your thoughts and creativity forward. Right, and then um, then how do you use some software? That allows you to, it's very, very simple. You have a very, you have a podcast or a YouTube video or a newsletter. That's a long form piece of content. If you have one focus for the week, one focus for the week of like a theme that you're like, this is what I really want to dive into. And that's your long form. Then you can actually break out, um, short form content for social media out of that long form. And that goes for the entire week. And how do you, of course, make that short form content very quickly with templates? And then you batch it into some software that goes out at random times throughout the week into whatever platforms that you needed to go into. So we're, so when you think about it, it's about operationalizing creativity, mm-hmm. not, to, not to take away from you, but to actually be able to produce more of it. now.
0: And um, also, I also, I feel like it frees you up to do the thing that you really love, which is creating.
1: That So you just took the words right out of my mouth. So that's exactly, <laughs> so the rest of the week, Monday through Friday, and even Saturday, uh, all like every morning, it's the same for me. I'm actually sitting down. I'm like, oh, what's inspiring me right now? Everything else is running, you know, not necessarily <laughs> for Instagram. Instagram, I do that kind of one off, but uh, you know, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh uh, sort of Facebook, sometimes like some TikTok here and there. Um, but like, you know, um, all of them are, are all running, you know? Um, so, uh, but I sit down every morning and I'm like, all right, like, let me, what's inspiring me right now. I don't even know always what I want to create, but I've, I've created that time two hours every single morning to be like, well, what's going on out there? What are some of the conversations that are being had? What's inspiring me? What, what do I feel like writing right now about, you know, what's, what's next? So I'm also, I've set myself up to have even more creative time. So I'm not trying to catch up. I'm now actually jumping ahead. Yeah. And and it's 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 incredible. And it's just a, a cool habit. And I I never thought that scheduling my creative time would actually create more. It sounds counterintuitive, output,
0: but like right? it's 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 like I said before, it's freeing you up by not having you focus and give your energy to doing the tedious mundane things because at mm-hmm. the end of the day you've already created the thing this is mm-hmm. now exporting it or circulating it at the right time and the and you know sending out the emails and sending out the texting blacks you've already done the creation part now it's kind of bringing it out to the universe which like you don't need to be by your computer you know press now like post now and It's all happening behind the scenes so that you can continue to create. And then you've fostered this amazing system where it's all happening behind the scenes while you're Mm -hmm. sleeping. So you don't have to stress about what is my content plan for the next week or the next month or whatnot. It's already programmed and it's running. I'm sure it takes a bit to set that foundation up. Right. But once you have it going, it's like you're kind of cruising
1: through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, because some people are like, are you doing so much output? You know, yeah. And, um, you know, and here's a perfect example, a, a perfect analogy. What you're just describing is reps. If you go to the gym, it's the reps. If you, um, you know, keep writing every day, di- if you journal every morning, it's the reps. If you keep learning how to cook, you know, new recipes, it's the reps, it's just repetition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you really love your creativity, and your writing, like. I don't want to wait to be inspired I want to I want to always be in motion and allow like the creativity to come through me from the irony is now I can't stop it in fact it's, sometimes it's on overload I'm like I'm taking notes all the time I'm like the stuff just coming flowing out I'm like oh that's what I'll talk about tomorrow that's what I'll get to mm-hmm. um, because I'm put it when you put in the reps the repetitions uh every day of working your on your creativity your muscle strengthens and that's exactly what happens so it was counterintuitive I I fought Scheduling, I fought batching. I fought like you know, um, being very like you know, uh, in having this timed schedule every day for like creativity. Like, no, that's not how creativity works. Like, oh, actually, that's exactly how creativity works. Like, would you not want to give time for something you love? Is that mm-hmm. what you are saying? Like, I'll wait to love it once it comes to me. Like again, this this becomes a very spiritual thing. Again, it's like, or yeah, can I meet God in the field? Can I meet? Can I be out there in it? you know, and um, like by being in the action of it, I can now receive. I'd rather put myself in a place to receive over and over and over again, and then put the reps in. So.
0: Amazing. Yes. Matt, yeah. you've been amazing today. I'm s- so excited for people to listen to this. You've just Thank given you. us so much wisdom and so much to think about. You know, I feel like this is one of those episodes where you come out of it and you're like, okay, reevaluating the way I'm showing up and
1: <laughs> you're doing how to co
0: create and <laughs> putting less pressure on myself and going after my dream and being more productive, but also being kind to myself. So much goodness in here. Where can everyone find you? Give yourself a shameless plug.
1: Uh, I will give myself uh, a. a- loving promotional plug. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I find no shame in it. No, um, you know, the easiest way obviously is to connect uh, at Matt Gottesman, M-A-T-T-G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N on um, Instagram. And that like gives all the links, com. The podcast is The Niche Is You, uh, or Niche, depending on everybody has a way they <laughs> like to say it. The Niche Is You, The Niche Is You, um, uh, 100 and, almost 160 episodes strong in less than a year. <laughs> so, Dude, I'm on like um,
0: 35, and I've had mine for like a okay. year now.
1: <laughs> it, repetitions, I'm telling you. Once you start, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah, those are the ways that the best ways to find me and um, MattOdisman.substack.com. You know, is a great way to find me as well too. For Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so you much
0: for being here and sharing all of your wisdom. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a lovely day. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Follow me along on social media at ECNU and order my book, Beauty in the Stillness, which is available internationally in both digital and print. Everything is linked in the show notes below and I can't wait to see you all in the next episode.